Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life back into the land. Oh, ooh, ooh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, ooh, ooh. we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Anise, Justin, Jordan. Special thanks to our sponsor, Layman's, in Kidron, Ohio. For over 60 years, they have provided practical, non-electrical tools and appliances and home goods. Our family has been a huge fan of theirs since the 1990s and have purchased many quality products for our own homestead. When technology fails, their products will certainly work. So check out their website and online catalog at layman's.com, and that's L-E-H-M-A-N-S.com. We appreciate the support of this podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow, singing. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help, help the garden grow. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow, singing. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help the garden grow. Hi, folks. Thanks for tuning in like to welcome you to another episode of what we like to call Homestead Happenings. It's a little wrap-up of what's been happening here at the Urban Homestead in Pasadena these last couple weeks or months. We're coming to the almost the end of summer and uh, want to give you a little rundown of what we've been doing and dealing with and all the good in-between stuff. So And the bad. And the bad. And so, the bad. And the bad. So, well, so tell us, Justin, what What's going on in the garden, growing on or going on? Well, it was pretty, uh, we had a relatively mild August. I think that we brought that up in the previous podcast. Mm -hmm. And then about two weeks there, it was brutal. Uh And humidity. It was 116 heat index. Mm -hmm. And it basically fried a lot of the garden. Including us. Yes, us and the plants. And then I brought out the spider mites and they're wiping out the tomatoes. So, sort of a weather whiplash from the cool August. And then it got really hot. And humid. Humid. So the, it was uh, quite, I mean, it was summer, but caught everything by off guard. And so we lost a bunch of stuff to the heat. Um, It was like one of those in between, it's, August is a brutal time of month anyways because it's in between season. It's too late to plant summer crops, mm-hmm. too early to plant fall crops. So you're sort of in waiting. And everything looks raggedy. Waiting for the time to pass. Mm-hmm. The days get shorter and cooler weather. So, and then this one came in and basically put the hammer down on some things. Um, so that was pretty... Brutal on the garden. I'm very tolerant. I'm very tolerant of heat, but that if I say it's hot, it's really, really hot. I felt like my insides were cooking. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, that was. It was. I think we had ice cream for dinner several times, so we make no apologies. <laughs> it's internal AC, so we have no AC. <laughs> We've never had AC, so yeah. we cool off. 
take a shower or eat ice cream. <laughs> well, we rough it a lot, but this time we, we turned on the fans, and the fans ran pretty much all night and all day. <laughs> that was That's unusual for us. He <laughs> found a toy. So, <laughs> and it was a, one of those uh, two or three shirt days for me that you were fixing up the house or doing something yeah. and you go through one shirt in the morning mm-hmm. change it and they go through another shirt and then change it a third one yeah. and then lunchtime like, would roll around we're like what do you guys want to eat nothing nothing <laughs> just nothing it felt like you were drinking like five gallons of water and mm-hmm. it didn't make any bit of difference mm-hmm. so it felt like but um yeah but we're complaining about that but other people had hurricanes in Too much Texas mm-hmm. 1,000 year rainfall, 50 inches of rain. Hurricane Harvey hit Houston, Texas. That was 1,000 year, I think they said, weather phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And then currently tonight, Florida's getting hit by Hurricane Irma Mm -hmm. with another hurricane lined up, Jose. Mm -hmm. So So we're we're complaining, but uh, relatively mild. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really fortunate that the heat's over and we hope yeah. all our readers and relatives, we have relatives in Texas and, and fans, Florida, yeah. fans. And well, in the Bahamas and Caribbeans, because, I mean, we are all... Yeah, this, we it's pretty wiped out 9% of an island, yeah. the St. Martin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stay, safe. Stay safe. Yeah. So we'd like to hear how people are doing over there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of listeners and uh, downloads, we've had 26 episodes since the launch on June 13th. Um, we've had over 50,000 downloads. We have over 70 countries listening, tuning in, downloading. Do you want to read them out? I'm not sure. I can go to top 10. Can, it's it's top 10. <laughs> You're not going to read them out? I could go really fast. Do your option. Just option <laughs> United States, Australia, Canada, United Kingdom, Israel, France, Germany, Netherlands, Colombia, Japan, Mexico, Belgium, New Zealand. Brazil, Ireland, Sweden, India, Malaysia, Portugal, Vietnam, Hungary, South Africa, Afghanistan, Italy, Norway, China, Switzerland, Denmark, Gambia, Thailand, Spain, Nepal, Philippines, Finland, Argentina, Burundi, Costa Rica, Czech Republic, Islamic Republic of Iran, Poland, Singapore, Slovenia, El Salvador, Tunisia, Ukraine, Venezuela, Albania, Burkina Faso, Bahrain, Bahamas, Chile, Grenada, Greece, Guyana, how do you say that? Guyana, Republic Republic of Korea, Kuwait, Lebanon, Lithuania, Morocco, Monaco, Mauritius, Nigeria, Qatar, Reunion, I suppose that's Reunion Island off Madagascar. Saudi Arabia, Turk, and Kakaos Island, Turkey, Taiwan, and others. So we've yeah. been getting, um, you that know, a, people. That was a lot of countries. Yeah, people tuning in, so we appreciate that. Give a shout out to everybody there. Um, and uh, I got a Facebook, with, um, my Facebook friend from India, she's like, when are you coming back? So, I don't know. Is that one? It was, um. Rama. Oh yeah, she yeah. writes me all the yeah, time. She's <laughs> like, when you come back? I miss my friends. So, um, speaking of which, we got a um, really nice um, email from 
uh, one of our um, podcast listeners from Scotland, she wanted, she writes in, says, Hello, I wanted to let you all know that you have been and continue to be an inspiration for me. I am so sorry um, to hear of the loss of your father and send my heartfelt condolences. I look forward to hearing your podcast, uh, more of your podcast on Spotify. I love listening to the podcast on the bus on my way from the village into the city. Wishing all the best for the future, Jill Armstrong. And she's in Bancori, Scotland. Is that how you say it? Bancori? So, hi, hi, Jill. And uh, thanks for writing us. And, and, uh, Does it make 71? Is she on here? Yeah, I know. I know. Scotland on there? Maybe it's UK. You know? Yeah, maybe it's Scotland in the UK. So, yeah, that, um, that's exciting So to see the, the outreach and... Um, how many people this podcast is reaching so hopefully it continues to inspire people and um, to start small and have uh, have a big impact um, together so, so things have, that, oh there's another contact I mean, another, another email we received uh, she, she was visiting from NH assumed that's New Hampshire yeah yeah so this uh, Darlene writes us so sorry to hear the passing of your dad I loved all his videos his attitude and vision. I have wanted to march my whole yard and have concord areas little by little. I had stood in front of your house many years ago and had my daughter take a picture. I was visiting her from New Hampshire and was thrilled that her conference was in Pasadena. I waited all day until a conference was done to drive by your home to admire the amazing transformation. Your dad had a huge impact on my life. God bless you all. There's a void where one man stood. So that was darling when she wrote us and that means a lot to us. So we thank people for writing in. There's a lot more. We just can't read them all. But we want to thank you guys for commenting on our Facebook page, our Instagram page, engaging us on um, all those uh, social platforms and and things like that. So we hope to do more. Uh, We've been kind of busy. I know. I was like, we need to do a little bit more little video clips. But I think, Justin, you're plumbing doing some plumbing a project till like one o'clock in the morning planting yeah it was just it was cooler at night so Mm -hmm. we figured uh, well (laughs) it was 100 degrees like at 10 o'clock so (laughs) cooler was relatively uh, something david with bees it was 97 at 10 Mm o'clock so what were you helping dave with the bees what what were you actually moving some things to out there by moving some hot beehives from an empty lot to property out in Chatsworth. So I have uh, a couple hives out there. I hope to get some more out there, it's a little bit more space to work with them. So, but trying to suit up and humidity and doing that, <laughs> no fun. So yeah. we did it at night, it doesn't work at night. Uh, definitely still was hot, uh-huh. but it was easier to work when it's not, the heat wasn't on. So yeah. that was last week. Then this week we had, we labored on Labor Day. And <laughs> very hard. We, had <laughs> we labored very hard. We did a lot of We had um, the learning works charter school come for back-to-back. That was Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, workshops. Tuesday and Wednesday. They, um, so I can talk a little about that. It was, um, I enjoyed having, you know, I like that when the kids come and they learn a lot, especially these are, mm. they were teenagers, so. inner city, inner city mm-hmm. um, kids that, so um, they had a little tour of the homestead and then um, we had a um, jam making class after. Well, that was the second one. They liked the other one so much. They yeah, they came some. back. So this would be the third and um, second and third. So, but um, 
but they did it back to back. So um, one of the one of the kids, um, he worked at Homeboy. He had Homeboy Industries is a um, if you're not familiar with that was started by Father Boyle um, a couple Heights. years ago. Yeah, Boyle Heights. Um, he uh, takes inner city um, and gang. Um, give them jobs and give them jobs and homeboy industries is baking bread and they have a kitchen so they're really now it's a cafe as yeah, well cafe. home go cafe yeah so they're really been a, a great inspiration for uh, our local community um you know activist and hero for that but one of the kids like i said worked for homeboy he had a homeboy t-shirt and he was so excited about making jam he was had his phone and he was now what's the recipe again and i would tell him and he goes i'm gonna make this stuff and he, well, he didn't say exactly that, but I'll <laughs> clean up the language a little bit. But he's like, oh, I'm going to make this. And, I'm gonna, and I said, yeah, with Homeboy's Bread, it'll be awesome. So he, he was thrilled. I, I really enjoy seeing them, you know, engage. And, and, and they were, um, you yeah, know. Like some other where he worked at a cafe. Cafe, yeah. He's going to own the joint. <laughs> he's like, I'm buying in two years. I was like, oh, it's good plan. Good for you, guy. So. And he liked to see, he was talking about all the herbs and the foods that he does. Yeah, he was talking about how he made this sauce, and, mm-hmm. I, and so he was very... And then some of them are shy, and it's like... So you kind of... There's those that engage right away, uh, you know, in groups. There's always kids that engage right away. Some are, you know, get a little warm toward the middle, and then by the end, you have them all engaging, so that's great. Some were a little shy, but I think the jam um, on strawberry... I mean, the strawberry jam on um, vanilla ice cream won everybody over, so... Um, they were like, I didn't know we were going to take Jam home, and they were all excited and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, we really appreciate them, you know, um, contacting us, and hopefully we work, um, you know, with them more in the future. So it's um, it's a good um, partnership to see kids come in here and, and uh, get a new outlook. And and so we tell, you know, I always tell them, you know, what do you think of this place, or what can you do at home? Because I said not everybody can do you know what we do because this is a 30-year effort and um, and we're trying to pre- present a solution to maybe you know some of the world's problems of and, and situations so I just I, hope or hope not yeah. sure if it's a yeah <laughs> <laughs> just hope so just Sometimes you know just they, they often say they want to come back so and they're real excited so it's um, I, I enjoy that it's that's one of my favorite things is just to see the the kids get engaging and um, and learning so much on that. So. Another thing that happened was we got a call late Friday. Friday, and about some celebrity want to come out and shoot a piece article. I'm mean, not shoot a video. The episode. Shoot a webisode episode, and they wanted to come the next day, but we were closed. <laughs> we were Saturday. Yeah. We're always closed on Saturday, so they chose the Thursday. So they called on a Friday. They wanted Saturday. We're close Saturday, so they was they could schedule it the following Thursday. So it was like five days yeah. <laughs> to get ready in a really after a heat. Well, wave. we had a trench in the front yard, yeah, heat <laughs> wave, um, and we weren't ready for any filming. I mean, you were never ready for the, filming. But, but it was the time of the year where the bad, yard looked yeah. like eh. it's just <laughs> eh. It's there, it's a little but scraggly. Yeah, a little scraggly. Just brown leaves yeah. and. It's, it's like Justin says, right before you turn everything over, so why, you know, cultivate? But they wanted to do it, no matter if I try to convince them otherwise. So it was, um, so the their project was, um, it's, they were t- looking at the food, our food situation. So 
Um, so this guy, I think it was called the Farm Project, and their hashtag Your is Food's Roots. Yeah, yeah. The Farm Project, Your Food's Roots, something like that. That's the title of the segment. So Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. But and her it should air in about three weeks. Well, of course, that would be posted to website, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, whenever, when it's on there. So their hashtag is know it or grow it. So uh, they, Zoe and her husband, Jacob, have a little garden in their backyard. So they were really um, enthusiastic about seeing what we did here. And um, so they were really excited. It was a little bit cooler. Yeah, it was, it was a lot cooler. And so. they were really nice. And, and, they, and she enjoyed eating the avocados and the pomegranates and just you know, asking us questions about, you know, organic food and the cost of organic food and how people can support and, you know, all that, you know, good stuff so that, we, you know, we can continue to spread the message of how to get, you know, you know food that's grown by the people to the people. So, um, so stay tuned for that. And of course, we'll share it on our our website and, and Facebook when that all comes out. So, and then speaking of which, in October, that's in three weeks, that'll probably be October France 5, which filmed a couple months ago, should be airing in October. So for our French-speaking listeners that are tuning in, um, check out. Um, in October, France 5 will be having a program I'm about... A podcast about that one. Yeah, we did that, so we'll have that. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff, and we're getting requests, so we're trying to handle all the requests. We can only do so much, but no. Yeah, there's still only it's three of us. us. <laughs> You're not calling so yourself many, yet? So no, many, we haven't called anybody. So many hours in the day. Yeah, there's a lot of requests. Everybody wants us to do something with this. So that. It's all good. So, so Jordy, what's what's going on in your neck of the woods? Cleaning everything. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to, like I said, I think that was one time I had to write a bio or something. And I think it was like trying to make, trying to organize the chaos of the growth. And so that's kind of like I always feel like I'm doing. I'm trying to manage the chaos of all growth all the time. Whether it's cleaning, organizing, redoing the website, managing the emails, or just trying to set it up to make it easier to maintain and manage. Just you know, there's more and more technologies, and uh, have to set up systems where we can you know have a little bit more free time and not have to manage so much, but. One thing I have to uh, figure out is I have to improve some of the chicken coops um, after so long. They, you know, they need to be repaired, and so I was thinking of um, finding a chicken house that I I could back, like one that I say, hey, this is a great chicken coop, and maybe work with that company or maybe design our own. Um, I like ours. Ours is one of the best ones, and Dad designed that one. Um, but there's some repairs that need to be done after so many years of raising chickens. You have to repair some wood. Mm-hmm. And then part of the problem is when you raise an- chickens in confined spaces, you raise them on the same land, there is potential for more, like, you know, mites or something. So every once in a while you have to scrub it out and bleach the uh, the chicken coop and, like, replace the floor and stuff. That's, you know, over, what, 10 years of raising chickens? Mm-hmm. No. Every couple of years, I think we yeah, have to do it. Yeah, 12, I think it's more. And then I have some rescue chickens um, a little bit on another Well, we place. got two new ones. What were they, what are those? Uh, one's a Capo Marin, and the other one's a Ice Bar. Mm-hmm. Exotic. Um, the lady gave them to me because she had gotten some new chickens and they weren't integrating correct, 
integrating well so she felt that it would be better off in my flock. And they're integrated really well here. Um, some of these rescues are not with mine because I have a little bit of, like, I can use a neighbor's property. But it's like patched together chicken coop at the moment because we didn't know if that neighbor's property was going to be used for a long time. Um, so, but I'm looking to put a coop there as well. And then I think my biggest concern right now is the coop at the homestead was amazing. It was in the perfect place, but the neighbor's tree has grown and the neighbor's tree doesn't lose its leaves in the winter. And last year it was really hard for the chickens to find some. So that's always a problem when you're dealing in small spaces is, you know, how to talk to your neighbor about the tree which would deprive your chickens from the sun. Um, that's that's going to have to be a concern yeah, I deal with this winter time. Either I either talk to them and see if they're willing to work with me or I have to expand the coop a bit so that they can get mm -hmm. some sun because when it's when it's really cold and damp there's no sun back there which mm -hmm. it used to be great it used to be one of the sunniest parts of the yard. Mm -hmm. well, we have an issue sometimes with not you say well issues things don't grow or things die mm -hmm. the problem is if things grow mm -hmm. so we've had things take off with the rain and the pomegranates and sort of explode in the summer with the heat mm -hmm. and it's sort of getting a little jungly a little overgrown which dad would be able to stay on top of it so it's been uh, hard to get on top of everything else plus watering plus planting plus painting and all those that we're doing um but so the the issue is sometimes things grow too well so we might have to cut some things back, re-landscape, or move things around, because they're growing too well. We got a special gift for all our listeners from our new podcast sponsor, Food Alchemy. This Friday, September 29th, is National Coffee Day. For every order that is made by midnight, September 30th, you'll receive a free gift, either a bottle of cacao extract or vitamin C complex. Their Papua coffee is the only coffee we drink here at the Urban Homestead. Visit livingbeyondorganic.com to try it for yourself and get your free gift. So, but you're waiting for like the guavas have to, they're just, they're fruiting right now. So you're waiting to them. So then you can cut them back. Yeah. So, so right now fruiting, so. the guavas exploded because of the water and the heat. So we got strawberry guavas, we got Indian pink guavas, and we got pineapple guavas. Mm -hmm. Even though I did prune them in January, mm -hmm. I believe, mm -hmm. or they are absolutely huge. <laughs> so with the rain and the heat, mm -hmm. they sort of just yeah, too, uh, like got massive. Yeah, so yeah. even even when I took off, you know, I cleared off a couple, two or three feet off each one. Mm -hmm. Now they're little, yeah, it's a little gigantic. <laughs> so <laughs> with the guavas everywhere and things. So the figs are finished, and the guavas are coming in, pomegranates are coming in, the figs are basically done. Uh, we used to get 20 or 30 pints a week, or no, per picking? Or week. Of what? Figs? Figs, yeah, oh, the yeah. peak. We had two or three weeks of peak figs there. Everybody loved them. They were just, they wanted, it. the farm box customers couldn't get enough of the figs, so. And we made fig jam, right? Yeah. Um, Till next year, and then when they come back, sorry, <laughs> I'm tired. Um, <laughs> long week. Uh, okay. Um, 
So, so yeah, what you, you were doing, you were doing a lot of turning over today in the garden. What were you doing? Yeah, I'll take out some of the. What happens is the basil gets mildew, mm -hmm. then the, the leaves turn black until mm -hmm. the basil looks ugly mm -hmm. and starts dying. So I have to take out the basil. Mm -hmm. um, some of the tomatoes get spider mites. So you said you got ten beds. You said today. I got half of them. Mm -hmm. I got there was ten beds I had to take out. And I got to half of them, and I started our salad mix and our mustards and stuff like that because it's cooling off nicely, and we might get a chance right next yeah. week. Yeah. So, so how do you t t for people like how do you turn over a bed? Like describe what you yeah, do. Yeah, we basically just turn it over. Yeah. Um, so you take the, sometimes it, like if it's frisee and stuff like that, you just dig it in sometimes. Kind of if it's like cut down to pretty much roots. yeah, like green manure kind of things. Yeah. Um, sometimes the Things are too big, like we did have some amaranth, and the basil sometimes is sticks. Mm -hmm. The sticks are too big, so we, we cut them back or pull them up and put them in the compost. Or chickens. Give them to the chickens. But the, the smaller stuff, I'll just turn over and water it. But the place is pretty dry. <laughs> lots of ants. Lots of yeah, dry, lots of water. Yeah, a lot of ants issues. Yeah. Probably the worst, worst in ever ants. ants. They're just everywhere. Yeah, the potluck Cat food. The potluck birthday party. The potluck <laughs> birthday party, and two out in less than two hours, they were all over the dish. Yeah, so it's never been this bad. I've never seen it that bad. I mean, you could be out and, and ants. Like, I mean, we've always had ants, but, yeah, but if they usually just stayed outside and didn't bother. So we've us, tried cinnamon and borax and. We're pretty vicious. Well, I mean, we, we keep them, yeah, well, we're managing it, but it's just, it's unusual. You, you're noticing mm -hmm. that it's a constant battle. Usually mm -hmm. it's like, oh, here's some ants in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. You put a couple of borax mm -hmm. and then get rid of it, but it's like, it's a constant battle. Yeah, mm -hmm. the diatomaceous earth is one thing. Well, mm -hmm. I used to ring this area, the house, which is diatomaceous earth, and I got through, and it was mm -hmm. no problem. Well, so but cinnamon, they actually they now, cross, like, they like, won't cross cinnamon, they won't cross DE. And but they, but, these but ones did. I don't know. Something just those just fish, like aggressive. Mm -hmm. So we, we also mosquito problems out of some black yeah, imported some Asian never mosquitoes. Seen never seen mosquitoes. these little silent black ones. Yeah. It's okay. I usually don't. I know Jordy. They love Jordy because yeah. Jordy's got sweet blood. But oh, I do. I don't, I don't know. Nice. I just joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I rarely get. I've gotten bitten this time. That for this year I've. It's the first time. Just I think there's a news like, article. I think they said there's some imported Asian mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen just, them before. It's just one of those things where you just say, hey, wait, what's going on? This is unusual. So it's one of, you know, it's... Things are certainly changing. Things are different. I mean, we're sitting out here. We have citronella candles going on for the first time, what, in... Uh, we never have, I mean, we never do. We live in California. It's I like, know, so it's like mosquitoes. We have three citronella candles. I mean, we will born and raised some of us in Florida and we're used to like you know, mosquitoes yeah. being a national no you know, the state board yeah. but um, <laughs> those things are huge but out here in California it's like awesome but. yeah so we had that's new um, we did relatively well on I said famous last words don't mention it, it might have been in the last podcast <laughs> spider mites were not a problem mm -hmm. and then he came Spider mites are a problem, problem and <laughs> kill the tomatoes. So, famous last words, it comes back to things. So, it was pretty uh, overnight, basically. Mm -hmm. I was thought I was on top of it, but then it was 100 and 
110 with 40% humidity. Yeah, so it's, it's like 116 heat index. So mm -hmm. they came in overnight and decimated a bunch of tomatoes. So I'll have to take down the tomatoes um, and start some small fall stuff. Um, we also have harvesting Mexico avocados. Like it's got to be one of the best years in a while. Mm -hmm. There's quite like, maybe a few hundred, a few couple hundred. They keep dropping. They're just loaded, and you can hear. I don't know if the, our our listeners can hear, but we have like these clicking sounds. Crickets? Like that bats. one, right there. It's a bat. It's bats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Crickets, yeah. bats, whatever. You can hear there's the clicking sounds. Too, so there's some bats, the fruit bats that come out at night. So you hear the crickets and the, and the bats that so have that high pitch. Well, we had a question about I think best for Justin about pomegranates yeah. when the pomegranates ready to harvest we actually have a lot of well pomegranates are actually kind of pretty mm -hmm. I mean I remember last I mean we do pretty well in pomegranates there's this one on the driveway was it it was it planted or volunteer it volunteered it volunteered it's next to our outdoor shower so it's happy and I remember last year we had events and people walked down the driveway and they're like so how do you get these pomegranates on the tree they literally thought we like it was like Christmas ornaments, yeah, yeah, like, like Christmas we, we ornaments to the tree, and they might have gotten, you know, they might have gotten a couple blank stares. Of yeah. they're like, what? <laughs> you know, but they're actually really pretty. And yeah, but this so, year they're quite large. They're more, I think they're bigger. We had smaller ones last year. Mm -hmm. These ones are softball size, yeah. easily. Yeah. So Huge. we have a question. So one Justin qu said, how. How do you know when pomegranates are ready to harvest? That lady asked the question. Yeah, so generally we look at the month, fall, September, October. It's usually the best time for them to be picked. You can check the color on the outside. Um, obviously, if they split with rain or water and the weather can be thing, the split it means they're too ripe. So um, there are some times where you get greedy and you pick them early and they're pink. The seeds are pink. So, I mean, obviously you have to, like watermelon or everything else, you have to try one. Mm -hmm. But the redder on the outside, the later in the season, they can actually store on the vine. It's pretty, I mean, fine. Store on the tree stem <laughs> for quite a long time, as long as it's not too wet. And then when they start splitting, then you got issues with um, bugs and mold and things like that. So keep an eye out on them. Um, try one. Don't pick them all mm -hmm. because it's generally a fall crop, September, October. Um, if you try August, they're probably not ready, yeah. but that depends on the season. So um, we've actually ha I've made some mistakes and got greedy and picked them early a couple times and they were pink. So the late, later is better, sweeter, redder. Mm -hmm. um, so, but you have to try one and we cut one up for Zoe. Bright red, it was huge. Yeah, she, it weighed it, like two pounds. Was, yeah, was, one, they were eating it like candy. Yeah, it was like one massive pomegranate. So. Yeah, so then the, what was it, the, a couple weeks ago, went to see um, the Wendell Berry documentary, Look and See. So, um, you know. It's a course, new one? It's a new one. Um, so, you, of course, you know, just narrated by Wendell Berry with some clips from one of an old footage of him going against the, I'm not sure if it was the agricultural. Like off the grid, doesn't yeah, get interviewed. He doesn't get interviewed, so, but his voice was there. So, but, and they interviewed his wife and his daughter. Um, so one of the, 
the things was, of course, like I said, with the, with any documentary, it's always sort of depressing, depressing, and you know, at the same time. So it was like inspirational, and it was because the, it presents all the problems. Because so. yeah, because it was like they showed a, gra a graft, and it was you know um, pretty shocking. It was you know from let's see, it's like we took a picture in 1950. I think it said it was um, you know like thousands and thousands of farms and then they're showing 2,000 and so like a little little blip so um smaller farms more acres yeah older yeah. older generation yeah so the farms are dying basically farms and farmers are dying so basically that, that was Zoe the, touched on that she yeah. said most of the farmers are 65. 65 so what are we gonna do with that and then um and then so you know researching you know because like I said there's the problem and we're trying to maybe uh Kind of get you know, redesign the website a little bit and just like the, the launch page but as people come in to see you know what the problem is and what the solution can be so researching that and and so researching for my classes when, yeah huh? but window is one of the original old, yeah old school old school and he said that um one of the farmers they interviewed um, which was his neighbor and i can't remember his name but, um, he said that he read Unsettling America and, and I, we read that all as teenagers. It's one of our um, signature classic books, yeah. signature books. Um, he said that this farmer read Wendell Berry's thing and didn't realize it was his neighbor. And he basically, he, was, he went from conventional to organic and now he's a successful organic farmer. She, you know, they showed him um, successfully turned his farm from that because it was monocultured. It was, he was always, um, you know, Saying, well, if I can get two more acres, then I can get, I know, but then I need a bit, you know, more equipment. And it was just this vicious cycle around and round and round. And they interviewed another family, and it was pretty sad. I mean, it was sad. They were they were farmers, and they loved what they were doing. Um, you know, they there, there was, yeah, there was a dad and his and his um, dad and his son, and then there was another one. There, there were a couple boys, like I think two or three, they showed um, together, and of course, all family, and they were like, we love what we do. We enjoy the farming lifestyle, but we're sort of stuck in this vicious cycle of, you know, we have to grow more of this one crop, and then we need more equipment, and then we have to pay off the equipment and the loan, and all that stuff. So it gets, um, it's not very sustainable. And so, you know, we were to discussing what is sustainable, um, and with 80% of the world's population in cities. Um, you know, we started I'm doing a little research for and uh, just, you know, presentations and stuff like that. And so um, one shocking, I knew it was a lot, but, you know, when you come down to stats and you're like, wow, that's a lot. So the biggest crop in the United States is lawns, basically. So that is a single, the largest crop in the United States. Um, you can think corn, wheat, but no, it's lawns. It's um, 40 million acres of lawns or grass to 16 million acres of farmland so and then they put pesticides and they mow blow and go the petroleum petroleum chemical um, fertilizers um it's just it's, it's just, a racket yeah and there and it, it's just doesn't go anywhere so we're trying to you know with the, our website and 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 with this podcast we're hoping to present you know some solutions kind of or hope to I mean, what the is situation. But I mean, what was the name of the film again? Oh, Look and See. Okay. It's a documentary with, with I mean, what good? I mean, to this day, what good on lawns? Everybody, I know. it's 
I mean, I know they... Um, well, we're in the desert. We're in the desert. Help. I mean, it's something that was imported from England, which is, you know, it's wet. So grass grew, and, and then we decided to continue it, you know, from the East Coast and then out to the West. And there's a podcast we have coming up with um, Lee Adams. And what's happening is, well, here in California, because of the drought, they decide, okay, no lawns. And they rip out the lawn, and but they replace it with the things. Gravel. Gravel that cause more heat index. And, you know, it's like taking a problem and making a solution that is a problem. Mm-hmm. It's like things have to be actually be thought through. Even yeah, Dad we'll did that. We'll have to do another podcast on edible yeah. landscape. Yeah, because yeah, Dad would we see don't, that. This he, one, it would take up a whole hour. He drive around Pasadena. He goes, they're ripping out the lawns. Okay, great. But they're replacing it with concrete, pavers, rocks, mm-hmm. which generally increase the heat mm-hmm. and repel water mm-hmm. and does not heat attract islands. water. It makes heat islands. And so, again, as you know, mean progress well, happens, we often... Put a, I mean, we say here's a solution, but it's never the solution. It's actually a problem heaped upon a, heaped upon a problem. Yeah. So we could, I have some. I'm always jotting down um, ideas for podcasts. So one would be like edible landscaping, growing, you know, especially in your front yard food. Um, pros and cons of that. What we've dealt with. What we've seen. Also, another one I was thinking was like how to turn. Our, how we turned our home into a homestead with the ten elements, so we can dissect that. So, and if if any of our listeners have um, suggestions of what, because we need to sometimes there's Focus. we have so much, you know, in our heads when we come to the table here. Um, we need to maybe focus if they can if you guys can shoot us an email specifically because we can't check all the platforms uh, I know we have so many platforms that the podcast is airing on if you can just find you know shoot us an e- email at info at urbanhomestead.org or find us on Facebook at urban homestead and shoot us an email and say hey I want to you know ha- have a specific podcast on this or that it could help us out because we can talk about you can easily t- we don't have enough anything. time for tonight, but mm-hmm. we easily talk for an hour or two about edible landscaping, mm-hmm. the issues with that. Mm-hmm. You can easily talk about an hour or two for urban homesteading, mm-hmm. 10 elements. Mm-hmm. Well, and then um, also people want to know our future plans. Because we talk I, a whole hour about who the future. Who did I, I... Oh, right. guy today wanted to sell us his chicken eggs, and he said about Dad, and he's like, about us still doing in our future, and... and and I was like, yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, so that's, another, that's another episode. That's another, yeah. that's another yeah. episode. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. that makes two of us. So, um, <laughs> there's a lot, there's or three a, of us or four of us. There's a lot so. of spinning plates at this point. It's I think still. There's some days where I'm just sitting there and I'm just like. Paralyzed. I think. I think Anise came back. She was working at a cafe. She came back and she's like, what's your problem? Because I think I was just sitting there and she goes, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, just too much. I have like. All these iron, what we call irons in the fire. Or plates, yeah. And you know, if everything comes through, I'm I'm definitely screwed. But <laughs> you know, I've got a lot of things going on. But yeah, so uh, decisions have to made. What to do? What not to do? Oh, we're good at what ch- not to do. <laughs> no, sometimes. Well, we're well, no, con- no, no, no. continually finding what not to do. There we go. We're not quite so good at finding what to do. We're continually finding what not like, to do. Not that. Not that. Not that. That didn't work. Nope. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That's it. It's, uh, sometimes it seems like it's, everything's taking forever, and then sometimes it's overnight. It's past summer's over. Fall's here. Summer, 
what to do next, transferring the garden, change of seasons, change of life, it's going to be uh, eight months since dad dies, it's coming up, it's going to be one year, coming up soon, it's going to be, still uh, very difficult to deal with a lot of stuff, and we also uh, the uh, holy days coming up, the Jewish thing we take mm -hmm. off a couple days, uh, for Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Tabernacles, Feast of Sukkot. So, um, those, maybe we could talk about that a little bit late on another episode. Um, a lot of things happening. Just hold your breath sometimes and Our enjoy the ride. Or not so enjoy yeah. the ride, but <laughs> hold your breath. So, um, what else do we have? And so, let's see, we got the workshop. Oh, what, what workshops do we have in the works? We want to, I know, because like I said, with the holidays making. coming up, and, and, and then the, and the holidays, and the holidays coming well, up. We have the, we have another, a raw milk workshop, but it happens to be on <laughs> Oscar. Okay. Is it Oscar? No, Emmy. Emmy. So we'll deal with that. Yeah, we'll have to deal with that one. Yeah. Too, so. um, Christina Chan wants to do one. Yeah, we'll probably have one on Dr. You're going to do wine and mead. And mead. So those will be for our podcast patrons. So for those... Um, podcast listeners who are um, supporting us through uh, patron patronship, I guess whatever that is called, um, they'll get special um, exclusive podcasts. So they always the, the patrons get um, the workshops and some other. And uh, we've done um, three hundred, like a three sixty panorama shot of the garden so trying to send in the things that dinner, dinner with derbys yeah, which we should have another one we should have another <laughs> dinner with derbys round table before it gets too cold and have it outside cold. yeah relatively yeah. cold yeah, so so yeah what we like to do is invite people over on Friday nights just random friends and just say come on over for for dinner so we're trying to we, well we, we did that a while back we had on friday we had the last peach cobbler yeah this friday we had the last peach cobbler and the, the first, first pomegranate, pomegranate so. so yeah last peaches of the season mm -hmm. from a friend of ours brought in some peaches and that'll be probably the last fresh peaches we'll have till next year so mm -hmm. we'll just but then like I said changes over to pers persimmons and then oh persimmons are coming in the, uh, you persimmons mm -hmm. and then pomegranates so changing seasons um, yeah so and then i'll see in the canning department i'm wrapping up last see what did my last peach jalapeno probably um did the last fig so last of the jams wrapping that up um, oh those things up to two marmalades probably next yeah, but marmalades still have strawberries in front of ours Good strawberries. Um, yeah, just finishing up all the projects, wrapping up the summer stuff. This is a challenge, so. And tra tra in transition. Transitioning to the next thing. We, like I said, we lost a bunch of stuff to the heat, so we had to take it out and then replant. Have to get back to the soil blocks. Um, summertime is kind of hard to do the soil blocks because they dry out so fast mm -hmm. and everything's planted, so I didn't have any space for it. Mm -hmm. So we have. To do that. Um, oh yeah, and then you know, what's it called? The uh, doing the uh, like volunteers uh, coming in on maybe Sundays. Jordy wants to do like a 
people can log in, schedule, yeah. and see what people can do because there's so much stuff to do. So our volunteers can log in, see what they want to do. Select their task and yeah, select their task it. and complete it. Because sometimes those like more? no, I'm working on it, but I'm just I'm looking at a lot of stuff. I'm like, oh, I walk through and I'm like, oh, that needs to be done, that needs to be done. That should be put on a list somewhere. Mm -hmm. A lot of the stuff we don't need to do, you know, it's just basic manual labor. We just never get to it because there's a lot of other stuff going on. I have to soak uh, two of my chicken's feet. One of them has like a little, and that's not bumblefoot. Actually, I'm (laughs) I'm going to cut it open and see exactly what it is. Um, it's not bumblefoot. She must have gotten something in her foot. Mm-hmm. And it's like between her toes. Mm-hmm. It's like black, but it's mm-hmm. obviously some sort of core. And mm-hmm. it's not bumblefoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will heat up the razor and put on some gloves and see exactly what it is. Because it's not bumblefoot. So, yeah. And I don't know what it is. But so, nothing like cutting it open and see what's going on. So Jordy's operation will, yeah. tomorrow morning. Tomorrow chicken. morning I'll cut open the chicken foot. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah, and then well, and our lay and the and then the the molting issue still. So the eggs have been less. So our our farm stand customers sometimes aren't exactly. Well, duck happy. eggs just sort of dried up. Yeah. So it's and then the other though, the other chicken, she's she's an older chicken and she's feather footed. So she gets these like like calluses on her feet when she gets them i mean she's old so it's like 10 it's like dry skin or something yeah, and skin. she gets like i actually have to soak her feet mm-hmm. and massage the oil on them and then she's happy and she'll yeah. run around again yeah so it's like dry feet it just yeah she just like and it was like old skin mm-hmm. or something she just so she gets a little foot massage with <laughs> olive oil and then she makes her happy and she gets spoiled and i give her strawberries and she's my baby little stella and Zoe got Zoe Deschanel hailed Adele. We always have to have that fun. <laughs> Say hello to Adele. <laughs> Adele, just... just our chicken. Adele's our chicken. If you have to know, no, we do not have Adele living here on the homestead. But Adele is one of our chickens. You've probably seen her little beautiful mug on um, Instagram. She's been on Instagram a lot. Yeah, I know. I, I don't <laughs> post the photos, but like there's Adele again. Oh, there's Adele. She just has that look. She has that queen look. Yeah, like like I'm hi. I'm it's me. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> she she kind of holds her head up, kind of looks at people like, "Yes, I know. I'm beautiful." <laughs> so, Please <yes>. pay homage. I'm pretty excited about the two uh, chickens I got. The new ones. The How will I know the difference? Because we're all, all pretty much our chickens are brown layers. How will I know um, the 007 egg? The Marins? They're gonna yeah. look like chocolate. Well, she's she's. Uh, She's molting, so she's not lame, okay. and she was stressed. So I can tell, be, I'll be able to oh, tell the difference. Oh, you'll tell. Okay. It'll look, um... Dark cocoa, like cocoa. Okay. Cool. She's not going to be, like, show quality, but it's cocoa brown. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, the light brown. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they integrated really well. The ice bar is, is greener than the, um... The, the ice bar uh, is greener than the... Easter egg. The Easter egg, yeah. She'll cool. be green. Awesome. And, like, more green-blue than I, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they integrated really well. Because um, they were how old? How old were the chickens at? Over two years old. The, so the ones we got, they're, so the new ones were over two. Or the well, new ones were pullets. No, they're not pullets. Oh, they're so two. So, over two years old. So, and they integrated with our Yeah, I mean, I kind of know how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just... There was a little... <laughs> sp- sp- well, it happened because one of them came broody, so yes, there was a problem. So, yeah. But... 
there was a way to do it and I've been really successful and most of the time it's not a, even a technique it's just like you walk in and you tell chickens hey <laughs> I'm boss y'all get along <laughs> they, they tend I think to they know listen that. to you they listen I mean once you okay after you put them in at night and they wake up to it but they still have a little issues but uh -huh. I, a couple times I walked in there was just like hey cut it out stop it and you know they, they you're the you're the boss uh-huh you're watching over everything, and they get into line. It's uh -huh. like when you assert yourself as the boss, and and some of the times, I think a lot of people project. One of the things I say in the classes is you project nervousness, and the chickens they can pick up on nervousness. They can pick up when you're anxious. Mm -hmm. So if there's a new chicken owner and they're integrating the chickens, they're like, oh no, oh no, oh no, and the chickens think there is a problem, mm -hmm. and they'll pick that up. So I come in, it's like, hey guys, no problem, stop it. And they know, like, mm -hmm. if I'm calm and like, oh, get over it, they, they'll get over it a lot more mm -hmm. quicker. Mm -hmm. And another thing is also stepping back. Let them sort it out. Often people run in there and, and they cause more of a problem by, you know, getting in there and making it more anxious. And I, I just generally say, well, if they're not drawing blood, they'll sort it out. <laughs> so it's, you get a pecking order. Yeah, the pecking, pecking order. order. It actually, it worked out. I was, I was even surprised. I'm like, oh, that worked. It, it's more about how you hold yourself and how you project yourself. And animals, chickens are not dumb. They'll pick it up. If you're the boss and you're like, hey, everything's fine. You guys get over it. They're like, oh, okay. You know, and, and I noticed that because I've been around some people and they're like a little nervous and the chicken starts getting nervous. So it's, yeah. it's all about being the, the flock queen. Yeah, it's nice to adopt all these chickens, but I do miss baby chicks. But. I know. It's just, I just think it might be the little too much for us at the moment. Yeah, I know. If I get some volunteers on. and set up a place, yeah, maybe. The volunteers no, are raising them. Oh, yeah, no, we got spring. three. We'll, we'll wait till spring. Yeah, well, maybe some volunteers can raise them. But I just mm -hmm. think right now we can't handle it. Things are going to fall through the cracks. Mm -hmm. I have to, you know, get some redesigned coop for the new ones and mm -hmm. um, send us your... <laughs> if you guys out there making coops, mm -hmm. send me one. Mm -hmm. We'll review it. It's also, we said, getting back some upcoming podcasts, upcoming classes, and then probably with Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas coming up, try the classes at these show. Yeah, probably, what I'll probably do is the next three months, since it's kind of a holiday thing, probably just try to do mead for the mm -hmm. next three months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mead making. Yeah. Wine's a little more intensive, but I'll just do mead, uh -huh. um, some mead for the next three months. Mm -hmm. And, uh... That's what I have to work on, and actually, I have to. <laughs> I have to haul up. <laughs> I have this kitchen I get to use, and uh, I have to haul five, six-gallon containers up the street. Yeah, that's it's some um, also some grapes in the fridge. Oh, grapes. Okay. So, so if you want to ferment, some, yeah, if you want to ferment something, I don't know. There's some grapes. I have to do it. Yeah, yeah. I just have to go through. You know, with everything that was on a plate and after Dad died, I lost, I admit, I lost control of my formants. I had it all, you know, on schedules mm -hmm. and yeah. paid attention to what was what. But they're in the corner of the garage and uh, sometimes things hit them and I have to go through them. Yeah, so I think I have to dump quite a lot of them yeah. because I, I just... Everything well, it was like well, it four turned months. into vinegar. So yeah, I mean, four yeah. months where you didn't touch anything, really. Yeah, and then I, I think I walked back there, and it was like my best six-gallon container. The airlock had been knocked out, and I don't uh -huh. know how long it was. Uh -huh. So, generally, 
I will have a very happy day of tasting everything. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not good. Woo, this is good. <laughs> and uh, either I'm going to be vinegared out or I'm going to be drunk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then, then, then you have to... Then we record a podcast after. <laughs> yes. So then you're going to have to... Then you'll have to bottle them, though. Yeah, then I have to bottle them. Yeah, so I like used said, to have a bunch of volunteers that's, that So that's an issue sometimes, like I said, with, with homesteading stuff, with not only animals and plants, you have living cultures like wine, ferments, starters. If you miss stuff because, you know, like I said, life happens, you get really, yeah. you get some, you get, you get a backlog of some serious yeah, stuff. So right now I have, I might have a lot of vinegar, which is not wasted. I'll put it, I use it, well, I, I put it on the ants or yeah. I, I scrub things with it. And you, you actually, if you attend the mead class, you'll find out there is good use for the vinegar, but mm -hmm. you know, six, seven, eight gallons of the vinegar is not going to be, I'll save some, but I'm anticipating there's probably some stuff that I'm going to dump. Into yeah. the compost pile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not, not done, done. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I, I do, I do enjoy making meat. So I'm looking forward to doing it again. But I have to clear out all my containers, haul up the ones, carry them up the stairs, and just go through one after the other after the mm -hmm. other. And, uh, then, then comes the scrubbing of the bottles, which <laughs> <laughs> I used to have volunteers do that too. Here, <laughs> you do that. <laughs> to get back then the other thing didn't touch on with the garden was mildew mm. um what'd you do with that the joke is that it's mildew and it's mildew it's, it's not <laughs> due it's, mildew. it's done it's mildew. it's basically a losing battle fortunately we have volunteer go and get itchy and cut all the leaves off yes our volunteer <laughs> got all very very itchy volunteered <laughs> <laughs> to clean it up before so the Traumacena squash is loaded at like 50 or 60 things, but the leaves look like crap. Because mm -hmm. we had that relatively time. mild August mm -hmm. with the cool, damp mornings. The, and, it was cold. We were wearing sweaters. Yeah. And then then the heat Hot comes on, and then they basically, the joke is mildew, they're mill done. So we cut the leaves off. The vines are still alive, and the tips are still growing, but it's that no. ugly white things and it kills it. It also bothers the cucumbers. Um, so we sort of, I'm not saying live, I, I guess live with it, tolerate mm -hmm. it. Um, it's a, I'm either busy or just, a, it also means just cut the leaves off. The, the plants are still alive. So. Yeah, we will. We, we, cutting leaves off good for it helps and not spread and we also did it because Zoe was coming. Zoe so. was coming, so we had to make it look the background look a little nicer. So not like these brown leaves. Brown the leaves back. look like yeah, like really, it's, it's not this bad. It just uh -huh. got the heat wave. So yeah, it was funny. You have just vines with all this squash <laughs> hanging on it and no leaves. I know. It's, it's like they're taped up there with the Thomasinos taped up on the fence line. Whole fence line just hanging there, just all this squash. So, it just uh, usually happens around this time. Well, yeah, I mean the. the Tramacino will last till January if it doesn't get cold, but the uh, leaves would just, Dad would do that, take the leaves off, and then they would bounce back. And then their tips would still grow. And then they would start over. So we'll get another flesh or two of the squash. 
but your peppers are still going strong. Yeah. Speaking of peppers, they probably lost about half of them to sunburn. Yeah, yeah they were like all scalded. Mm -hmm. They all got the harvest. Yeah. But the pepper, I mean, the plants the are plants still. The plants are still, but I mean, not sellable. They're mm -hmm. edible, but not sellable. Yeah, Even the ones that got half day sun, mm -hmm. it's got that brown yeah, spot on it. That was, it was, it was pretty brutal. for one, what, seven to ten days. So perfectly beautiful peppers with the browns brown sun almost half sunburn. Mm -hmm. So we'll eat we can't tell them but we'll eat them. Yeah, well it wasn't it last last this we're we're it's a Sunday now, but so what last Sunday we had the potluck and it was it um, we had a cobbler's come over. Yeah, so go figure that one out. <laughs> so it started raining. It was raining. humidity, right? It was humidity, humidity and it was started raining. It was so hot. It was about 10 o'clock at night. Mm. And party, party was over. <laughs> it started raining. So by the time everybody picked everybody up, the rain was stopped. So picking up their guitars and, and That's unusual because we had, that was several times harps. we had that. We had the seeds out. We had the chicken feet out. Oh, we yeah, had we the bicycles were, out. Mm -hmm. We had the car windows open. Mm -hmm. And then... It starts raining and you go, oh crap, gotta go around there and move the seeds, move the fertilizer, move the plants. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, feed. Yeah, well, speaking We're of feed, I, I just make a list. I have, I'll have to get some chicken feed. <laughs> chicken feed. <laughs> okay, make my list. It, well, I'll carry on these notebooks with like lists. It's hilarious. It's, everybody has their own. Keeps yeah, growing longer. Too bad they didn't get done. <laughs> <laughs> they fill up. <laughs> I was like, okay, get chicken feed. Remind me of that. I was like, it's like a local feed store. Because we usually get it from our cooperative, but. And That's oh, I know why. Website. I know it's because, cause, you know why? Because it's the end of the summer and they don't get much of their greens, so they go through a lot more of yeah. their grains. So um, I went through that yeah. bag like, like lickety split. So. Yeah. We have to get back to the wheatgrass. Yeah. The, the wheatgrass grass on the list. Mm -hmm. um, the co-op sort of dropped by the wayside because we don't have time. Yeah, lots of We buy it by the pallet, half mm -hmm. a pallet now. So, yeah, um, yeah, things are changing. We're still, we're still here, but things are changing. We're trying to wing it, mm -hmm. act like we know what we're doing, but <laughs> we know how to plant. Yeah, <laughs> the rest of the stuff, <laughs> the rest of the stuff you can't figure out. So, um, stay tuned for. Future plans, huh. right? Future plans, future failures. <laughs> future plans, future failures. Future the future's, dreams. I don't know. And somewhere in between. Future excitement. <laughs> um, well, we got we have lots of only, things going we have on. A lot of things going on. So we're just the scenes, yeah, behind the scenes. So we're trying to catch up. I think people want to know what's going on behind the scenes. We should just talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's another episode. So we have. Edible landscaping. Uh, how to uh, homestead? Home, home to homestead. So ten elements. And then future plans. So those yeah, are. Yeah, we have. We had a meeting with someone one time and kind of talked about who we were. And there's some deep questions. I think I joked with them. I was like, "What is this like? This? You know, you're doing some sort of psych evaluation <laughs> on us." But anyhow, they were actually really interesting. We thought about this talking about those points like the questions when someone asks questions of you that make you think like oh hmm okay who am I it makes it makes pretty good information I believe yeah I mean it was, it was very 
interesting to find out a little yeah, bit about Yeah, some of that stuff you don't want to air out there. But <laughs> well, San- you do. Let's put it down. It's in a Google Doc. We'll sanitize it. put it in the patron version. Yeah, we'll sanitize it. Make it... Make it... Family friendly. No. Oh, well, but I see. It was family well, friendly. It no, was just, but I mean, personal. Well, personal I just stuff. watched a dog run. He's running after a possum, which brings to mind the coyotes and all. Oh, yeah. yeah we we walk cow- out. We walk out in the morning. Coyotes in all howling. yards now, howling. Who's talking to the neighbor's dog? Yeah, <laughs> and it's like yeah. those coyote. Uh, lack of better word, scat. Yeah, <laughs> poop in all uh-huh. yard. It's like you walk out. On porch, he's like, "Hello, coyote." Oh, speaking of nature, and I saw five, four or five baby raccoons across the street. Oh no! And then uh, the the other day it was sad. I know, nature happens, but uh, Kestrel took a dove out, yeah. out of the and, and I, my, saw it, I, I saw it. I love my morning dove. I doves. saw it, I saw the Kestrel fly down the driveway with the morning dove. Feathers I have these morning doves. I, I like, take care of and feed. They kind of hang out with the poop, and it was so sad. Well, I, I mean, like, you know, it's Kestrel's got to eat. I know, but it was it's sad. hard. It was like, but it was I have this little flock of morning doves that I walk. What I was with. sad about was like was the partner, because I know they mate for life and stuff. I was like, they mourn. It's probably sad. But it's um. <laughs> it's just was funny because I was yelling at it, but he didn't let go. Well, like, here's ah. here's an interesting thing. So. I'm fast asleep. Uh-huh. Annie's is fast asleep. <laughs> Coyote yips. All of a sudden, bam! And I'm bam! And we're like scrambling out of bed. <laughs> we're running out to bed. And it's just like the instant you go from dead sleep to crap, coyote in the yard. And it's just like, I don't know. Just well, like, nothing that I, well, that I, I reacted. There, no, I know. But. I reacted. I reacted instantly and I hear bam in the back and Nisi's comes out and it's just. Yeah, yeah, it's well, just it's funny how we how quickly react with you like a predator. Well, and not that I mean animals that, no, are in, usually, but still like usually the cats. Usually, you don't hear the coyotes. No, usually they don't talk. They're silent. They just, they just walk silent, up the street. So they, yeah. He was they literally yeah, he was just yipping at everyone. They howl or they yip? Well, was, they, they, they yip, one was but yipping. he yeah he was yipping howling. They did howl, but this one was yipping. Yeah, and like, right the friend that was staying the friend that was staying with us, she was like. I heard it, but how'd you know it was a coyote? I was like, it's a coyote. It's just funny how you go from dead sleep to. You know, it's what happens when you have animals. And even though your animals are protected, you still have that visceral reaction of predator. <laughs> so, and then when I do it when a hawk is around, I hear a hawk call, and it's like, okay, where's the hawk? Where's the chickens? <laughs> Everybody good? All right. It was really, it was really close. That's yeah. And they usually just run silently up the street. Yeah. You know. yeah. But yeah. So that's another episode, all the urban wildlife. I mean, the stories and the how much we get attracted, that gets attracted over here, so... There was owls that come in at night, but yeah. they're just so reclusive. Mm-hmm. We did manage to see one sit up on the... It was a white owl. Yeah, he sat up on the um, telephone pole and was eating, ate, a eating a rat and throwing bits down at us. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the tail! Cool! Yeah, but that was, that was inter- very interesting to watch it. Well, we also had the fires. Oh, the fires, talk. yes. And our friends, that was last week. They could, uh, the four heat? of our friends had to evacuate with their animals. Um, couldn't go. It was one of the biggest fires in Los Angeles history. Um, we got some ash, and so they couldn't come to the party, the potluck, because they were um, evacuated. evacuated. They had oh, shut head. down an entire freeway at that section of the she freeway. She has miniature. So, one friend has yeah, miniature so. ponies. She had so that, I mean, luckily, everybody was okay. Well, we were talking about weather. We were talking about hurricanes. We were talking about yeah. well, it, well, okay, so, so there's a lot going on around the world. The fires, it actually, so much is happening, and you actually forgot about them. And that's what's sad about it. It's yeah, so much. Earthquake in Mexico and stuff, but 
The fires were close and they affected affected several friends of ours who were displaced, at least temporarily, mm. to the thing. So I know we sound like we complain a lot, but they were relatively blessed and that we're still here and no no harm came to the, the to them, them, them and yeah, or so, us. So. Yeah, so. It's, we live, live yet another day, right? So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So, so we're grateful for. We everybody. hope everybody out there is safe yeah, too. Safe stay safe. Hurricanes, earthquakes, are, so. fires, everything. Everything. So um, just generally stay safe. Yeah. So we appreciate um, everybody tuning in. Like I said, if you have ideas for upcoming podcasts, because like I said, we have so many. Sometimes we like we need to focus ourselves because we're thinking of so many things. We ramble a bit. Yeah. So if you can, you know send us an email um that would be great or find us on facebook um we'd like to hopefully maybe do a shout out and video um on t uh, on youtube live stream yeah. podcast yeah and well yeah and we got requests for a live live stream podcast to put a camera out here to see us in our natural habitat so um we will be wearing clothes <laughs> i will brush my hair no pjs <laughs> no pjs well, it was a long day of work. I'm sweaty and my hair's not brushed, so yeah. It's so not we'll have to tonight. clean up a little bit. Um, so we'll have to do that. And oh, and if those who are um, patrons of our podcast, we appreciate that. You can become a patron too, um, and like I said, get um, even more episodes, especially the workshops and other little goodies. So um, we appreciate the patron support and um, appreciate everybody tuning in and. Um, We'll from all over the world, from all over 70 the world, countries. 70 countries. And can you do them in your um, auction voice? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. Or whatever. I mean, the, or like the disclaimer. I did. Really fast. I know. Okay, did. Run we'll them again. Good. All right. So, good. So, thanks for tuning in, and um, we'll we'll talk to you again next time. Till next time. Bye. Thanks, guys. Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, 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 help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden the Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. We've come to the end of this show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in again. Until next time, this is Annie, Justin, Jordan. Keep, Keep on growing. Oh, 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 help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden Remember to follow us on our website, urbanhomestead.org. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We love to hear your feedback. And if you'd like to become a podcast patron, go to urbanhomestead.org forward slash podcast.